This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the nation station. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 7. I'm P.F. Wilson, the content director for Cincy Shirts and our sibling site, OldSchoolShirts.com. Today on our show, former Cincinnati Mohawks Ron Kissinger, Don Kissinger, and Bruce Chamberlain. Speaking of fighting, I had a guy from Louisville come over and said, I'll take any one of you guys on that want to fight. I jumped up and I hit him and knocked him out. (laughs) (laughs) There was an intermission. He said, said, you know what, I think I picked on the wrong guy. Ron, Don, and Bruce played for the semi-pro Mohawks back in the 50s and 60s, and they played their games before and after the AHL and later the IHL Mohawks played their games. The semi-pro club continued for several years after the IHL Mohawks folded. Our guests also talked about the other hockey teams that played here in town, most of which one or all three of them worked for in some capacity, so some interesting stories there. Listen for the promo code at the end of the episode so you can save 20% on your next visit to our website or store. Also, if you're listening to us via iTunes, please leave us a review. It's really helpful. It helps get the word out and uh, lets people know that it's a cool podcast and people are digging it. Uh, And with that, let's talk to some former Cincinnati Mohawks. Cincinnati, Cincinnati. She came down from Cincinnati. Just maybe think of me once in a while. I'm at CincyShirts.com in Cincinnati. There's uh, if you go to the uh, Blue Jackets Arena, there's a little display, and they've got all the hockey teams that ever played in Ohio. It's a little mini museum. And they've got some Crusader stuff in there and some Baron stuff, both AHL and NHL Barons. Oh, really? Yeah. In Columbus? In Columbus, yeah, awesome. in the Nationwide Arena. And everybody played for the Mohawks, huh? The junior team. Junior the junior, junior Mohawks. Not, not the pro team. Oh, okay. You know, it was a strange thing. We found out. You probably didn't hear this. But Billy Gould, who was the coach of the Mohawks way back when, we went to Hershey, Pennsylvania to become linesman for the American Hockey League. And we're having a, a beer that night, and Billy was saying that that uh, the Montreal Canadiens talked about taking my brother and I to Canada and coming back and playing for the Mohawks. Never happened, but... Yeah, they folded that year. That was in 58. Yeah. yeah. So that would have been a neat thing, huh? That would have been cool. I got I got as far as the WHA doing lines one night because the guy got hurt doing the game, Steve Barry, when he was mm-hmm. here. Barry got hurt breaking up a fight. These guys, I was a goal judge, and they knew I had my stuff because I'd done high school games earlier. And the guy comes, he says, can you, can you get your stuff and go out on the ice for a WHA game with Edmonton? Gretzky was playing all these, you know. Oh, wow. And I said, yeah, I'm, <laughs> here I am, about 130 pounds. And this guy goes, he says, okay, get in, get dressed. He says, do you wear glasses? I said, yeah, when a referee, I always wear them. He said, okay. Put so he went out, yeah, junior mo, yeah. told, the, told <laughs> yeah. the captain of the of Edmonton and since got the coaches, and he said, okay. Now, obviously, he's this isn't what he does, but I know he's able to he can skate with you guys, and he can do this, do that. He said, so if a fight starts, I have told him, come over to me, hand me your glasses, and then go break up the fight. He said, so if you guys are going to fight, you're going to fight. No trouble the rest of the night. So that was in the, the Coliseum? That was at the Coliseum downtown. Wow. Yeah. And you know, one of the Cleveland Crusaders, it was the Barons that she worked for. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. The, the NHL Barons or the AHL Barons? AHL. Okay, yeah. yeah. They were they were in town at the same time. Maletti owned both of them. And he thought he could get he could have both of them in town, but then it just quickly realized people wanted to see the the pros. Yeah. So yeah. the the AHL Barons went to Jacksonville and for a year and that was the end of that. So uh, that was the best part about our stuff when they, everybody left town, we were the only ones there. So <laughs> it was amateur or nothing. So yeah. the, even the paper covered so it was, it was nice. It was So nice. when did you guys start playing hockey? What I was twelve. Let's see. Yeah, I was twelve. We were I was 12 probably well, I started playing with the Mohawks when I was about 18, but I started trying to play about three years before that. I just okay. skated at the gardens all the time, decided I wanted. That was the only team in town if you wanted to play. So, so this is the 50s? The late, Leah was the, late, the 60s and 70s. These guys were before me. Okay. So. All right. So you guys started in the probably. 50s. No, probably 50. Yeah, some I of these. I worked for the Mohawks in 58. Some of these are 57 and stuff like these. Okay. The newspaper way back is 57, and, and I started about 64, 63. Something. But I worked at the gardens from the time I was 14. I was started on ice patrol, and then we yeah. did the things, and because we skated. Paul Barr was a general manager there of the building, and he used to leave a skate after skating. He says, You guys know we're locked the building up. We skate till one or two in the morning, and I come home. My mother says, "You got to go to school the next day." I said, "I'll go." <laughs> yeah, I just I'd started at UC by then, and I I would skate. You know, we'd skate, and the thing was, if it was a weekend, you had to make sure you did the ice perfectly afterwards because the, the figure skaters had first thing in the morning, and if there was a mark on the ice, they weren't happy. So you had to be really careful after you finished them. And there was no Zamboni then. This was, uh-huh. that was before. We did a tractor and a planer and a scoop. And everybody learned to ride that and do that. So And we had barrels, 55-gallon yeah. drum barrels so with three on barrels. wheels. And they had a mat out in front, and the water would come out. Yeah. And that's how we would make the ice before they come out with Zamboni. They put them together, and you would wow. you would do this, and, and then you'd drop the, drop the towels down and start pushing hot water. And three of you would go around doing that. And that would smooth the ice over? That would mm-hmm. be the warm, yeah, it would warm it up and, and smooth it out. And first you went with a tractor, like an old John Deere. Behind it was a planer, which is a heavy metal thing with one blade on it. So one guy rode that. Then you hooked up a scoop, which is a big wooden thing, behind it like this, and it would pick up the snow. You would go around at the, at the games. You would raise it, drop the snow off. The couple guys would push it into the pit. There's a huge pit. In, yeah, and all the, the ice, yeah, all the ice. Yeah, all the ice. What the Mohawks uh, hockey bench was, they would pull that bench up, and under there was a big pit. And when we did the ice like that, we'd shovel that all yeah. the snow you'd, in that. You do that, that between pit. periods. Hmm. Where, where does it go? Does it eventually it melt and go into the there? There's a big pit that melted. Yeah. Snow cones. Eventually, it would melt. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> so at this time, the garden is still like a state of the art building. It, it was. It's only a couple years old at this point, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, but, it, but state of the art was what we were doing. Was, <laughs> there was no Zamboni in Cincinnati, at least. Yeah, in I, fact, we start playing the first year the gardens opened. So yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, we we were twelve years old. How would that? And we're fifth. We're uh, you're, you're old. Yeah, yeah. You're older than <laughs> seventy-eight now. Seventy-eight, thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. You were born. Okay. So, so that twelve makes sense. years later than that would be what? Fifty-one. Fifty-one. So, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, what's your first experience playing, like, organized hockey? There was a sports shop down in Silverton, and um, they hit, I was 12 years old, 
and they started this team and we had we had football pants cut off down by the that was the uniforms that we wore it was called the silverton sporting goods store or silverton sporting good and um that's that's when i started and i was i was 12 years old yeah. okay so in hockey at this point i mean how big is it in america Because i was telling darren before we came in that my previous job i interviewed a guy that is in marketing with the national lacrosse league and i asked him you know that's still kind of new to people yeah how do you get yeah. people interested even though people are like playing it and he goes well i read uh this article and i found it out and he was right that back in the 50s the three biggest sports were baseball boxing and horse racing were people were interested in how interested were people in hockey in the 50s we, we you know even when the mohawks were there we didn't have huge crowds you know? and they had they they won the league every year they won the international hockey yeah. league every and year and that was still minor league hockey yeah, yeah. yeah. They, and they were the so farm team level. for the montreal canadians okay and yeah. uh they had a lot of guys that went up to the national hockey league after they left here and that was a six-team league yeah, exa- that's yeah, that's all, what I was saying. That's all there was. Uh, yeah, because I looked it up this morning. I'm like, well, I wonder the NBA only had eight teams. Yeah, they were. So it isn't like we were swimming in teams like we are now. Yeah. And still Baseball mostly. Baseball was 16. And yeah. We had eight and eight, no playoffs, no nothing. Everything yep. back then was. Mostly in the wow. Northeast and Midwest. Yeah. 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 You know, you didn't fly. You took trains. So, because I work with the Reds down at the Hall of I do tours down there. And we talk about how Pal Crosley put the Reds on a plane in 1934 out of Chicago. And he was the first guy ever to do it. But at that point, it was scary. They all took trains, but there was nothing west of St. Louis. Yeah. Yes, as far as you went. I saw a documentary on the the Browns that I have, uh, and then they would fly out to Los Angeles to play the L.A. Dons. And they said to get over the mountains, the guys had to go to one side of the plane while the (laughs) plane banked and it moved over their side of the plane because they couldn't get enough lift. Because if they didn't distribute the weight evenly, they wouldn't get over the Rocky Mountains. So We talked about the the 1869 Reds, like the first pro team that year. They went undefeated and they went went to San Francisco to play. And they took a train and they've got the schedule up on the wall down there. And here's their game and the next game was eight days later. Oh, wow. They took an eight-day break to travel out. This, and they played four or five games. took eight days coming back. So wow. It's amazing. Back when that was when Custer and the Indians were still fighting. <laughs> it's amazing what's, what's gone on. So. One of the guys that played with us, actually, Bobby Fosnock, he actually uh, was in charge of the clubhouse for the Reds, a visiting team clubhouse when they were down at Crosley Field. Yeah. I used to work for him down there. So at this time, are, are all the pro sports teams kind of like, is it a community? Like we're, at, you know, everyone's kind of helping each other out and people work for each other and you can work for you know, like the hockey team in the winter and go down to the stadium and get a job in the summer? No, I don't. Uh, I think Bobby's probably the only one. Okay. You and Bobby were the only yeah, one. I know Dan, Dan Hayes, went, who played for us, he's not, but he, uh, he worked for the Reds for a while. And he worked, you know, I worked at the gardens all the way through college. That was what I made my money at a buck and a quarter an hour. I made my spending money working at the gardens, setting up basketball, setting up uh, basketball, wrestling. Those are coasters. So it was, yeah, it was a job too, but in between. So So you're uh, playing in organized hockey at the youth level. How how does it progress from there? How do your, how do your careers go from there as far as playing organized hockey? Really didn't go far in Cincinnati. No, I mean, the, it, Mo- it, it, the Mohawk that we played for, the juniors, we played in Indianapolis. Toledo. Toledo, Dayton. Louisville. Fort Wayne. Fort Louisville, Wayne. yeah. Then later Dayton and Lima came in the league later on. So we had we had always had a four-team league and sometimes six. Okay. And you would travel and play on weekends, and everybody had a job. 
So, so the Junior Mohawks are like the Mohawks farm team, but they're no, like, no. no. How, how Montreal, the, Mon, um, the Mohawks was the Montreal Canadiens uh, farm team. Okay, but every team in the International Hockey League had an amateur team, and that's who we oh, played. Okay. We played the amateur teams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you would play after the pro. If we go to Fort Wayne, they'd play. The game's over. We'd play at Pepsi Comets right after the Comets played in Fort Wayne. Or Indianapolis, we would play at uh, Fairgrounds up there. So. so you'd play after the main the main event. Yeah, well, in I Indianapolis, mean, they didn't have it. but we, So we were, I think Indianapolis was pretty much the main event, too. But they did, they played at the Fairgrounds. That's a place that blew up on Halloween. I don't know if you can remember that. Oh, yeah, they the, had a big explosion in the, I think it was Ice Capades or something was there then. And so when we went up to play after that, one part of the building was all fenced off. You couldn't go near it, but they still had it open for, for things like that. But it was uh, wow, not not a good time. And their their team had to come to Cincinnati to play for a season, right? Is that what the Cincinnati Wings, didn't they come from Indianapolis because of that? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I yeah. remember the Wings, but I didn't, I yeah, didn't they, remember that. Yeah, they did. Is yeah, that that's, what, that's I, how they got I, here. I okay. forgot about that. Yeah. I did too. I yeah, totally one, one, one season. Yeah. We got a Cincinnati Wings shirt somewhere. Yes, we did. It, it just says like 1964 to 65 on it. Yeah, because they uh, moved. They only lasted half a season here. Yeah. They came from Minneapolis in December, I think, after the arena blew up. Well, and then they left and went somewhere else after that. So. Gosh. So how long do you, did you guys play for the Junior Mohawks? I played... For about twelve or thirteen years, that's oh my gosh. I started later. I was I was about seventeen or eighteen. I played till I was a little over thirty. Wow! Um, then I refereed after that. I stopped playing and started refereeing. So wow! So you made money? I'm guessing it, it was a is a paying team or is this all for fun? I, no, you. I did college too and things like that. But and I did some Mohawk games. <laughs> I'd do their home games. My brother and I both. And uh, no, I I don't I don't even know if we got paid. You know, <laughs> we never, we, we never got. Paid. I don't no, think we. we got, I don't think we got paid for doing games that I did for the college games up at Miami and things like that. When but, you referee, yeah, but no, I never got paid. I don't think we got paid to referee in Cincinnati. You just did. And it. I worked as a as the uh, trainer for the Mohawks in '57 and '58, and I never yeah. got paid. I just yeah. just did okay. it because I loved to do it. I mean, it was a lot of fun. My mother would grab me after high school and run down to the gardens, and the bus would be sitting there waiting and. I'd jump on the bus and away we'd go to different cities to to play. It was yeah, yeah that was, was fun. That was uh, something I was thinking about before waiting for these. Uh, the training, the trainers back nowadays. You go to college for four years. You take physical therapy and you do this, you do that, and you can do anything. But trainers back then, our trainer Billy Davis was not a, really a trainer. He was there and he'd do whatever he had to do. But the guys didn't go to school to learn it. You learned it by doing it. We just did this, and they had one for the swords when they were here. Guy's name was Sakai. Sakai was a great guy. Sakai couldn't read or write, but he was the trainer. He was the trainer, and my brother would go in and talk to him on the off days and stuff, and he would tell David, okay, here's what I did. Rick Dudley did this, and I did that, and then next thing, so David would fill out the book for him because he couldn't do it. I mean, they knew what they were doing up to a point yeah. without, without training. Sock, I lived with me after I got divorced. Did he really? Yeah. And uh, they used to kid him. He always wanted to give the guys stitches. And none of the guys. So one day they brought a, a rabbit that was out in the street that got hit by a car and it was all 
tore up, and they said, here, Sockeye, practice self-assuring this it up. <laughs> of course, he was, he got furious. He was a character. He yeah. would say, he, you, you didn't want to go out with him, and, and, and I was single back then, a lot of guys, and these guys would all go out drinking, so sometimes you'd go with him. Sockeye would walk up to a girl in a bar, and he'd hand her his teeth. <laughs> oh, wow. And we go, okay, it's time to go. We go. <laughs> he told my brother once he treated, he treated, uh, Dudley for monoocleosis. And David <laughs> said, how do you spell monoocleosis? <laughs> but no, it was just a good time. It really but when, I, when I got divorced, he took the, my refrigerator, put his arms around it, and walked it out of the house. That's how strong he was. Yeah. Holy wow. cow. Yeah. Sockeye and guy he, was a real legend. Sockeye, um, one day um, I had an upstairs bedroom and I heard this. He was, what, 20 or in his 30s, and he oh, had this 17-year-old yeah. girl up there. And I, I was a policeman at the time. I retired from the Cincinnati Police Department. And I said, Sockeye, you can't, you can't bring that 17-year-old girl in this house. First of all, you're living with a cop. Yeah. <laughs> if the department finds out about it, crime and I'd be in all kind of problems. <laughs> so you guys had day jobs when you were playing for the Mohawks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, and you were a police officer. Yeah. And Bruce, what did I you do? I was a teacher. Okay. Cincinnati Public Schools. There you go. Let's see. That's what some, I brought a couple of these. These are programs that we put out. This is all the articles yeah. that were in the paper over 40 years, 30 years, I guess. I worked for but, General Motors. Yeah. Okay. I had 28 years with General Motors. And was it difficult getting time off to go play games, or was it since it was on weekends that wasn't too difficult? I no, imagine. Right. See, they had things like this. They had a little write-up about each player, and they had things okay. about the rules. So okay. I just yeah. brought those. I didn't know how many guys we were going to have. Everybody wanted to look up. Okay, anything. yeah. So, Kissinger's are double trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, that was a newspaper. Right? That was in the newspaper. Yeah, I see that. Well, that's the one. They got their picture on the back cover, too. 1957. I travel wow. with famous people. I don't play around. <laughs> so, did you guys? Was it were the games restricted to just the teams in the in the junior league, or did you play teams outside of the leagues? I know sometimes the amateur football teams back in the day in the fifties and sixties would just they'd play anybody. You know, yeah, we played mostly at teams at the Midwest Midwest Amateur Hockey League. Oh, okay. It was a four to a six team league. Now we did we played. Uh, Ohio State one time in an exhibition and stuff like that, but but not that was just once in a while, you know, not often. So. And did guys move up out of that league up our, to the IHL and eventually to the NHL? Our league? league, no, no. They were we had guys that had played college hockey or had done it, and then the, the group of us that had been born and raised in Cincinnati that had learned it here, but we weren't going to go anywhere. I mean, I said they looked at these guys. There was a guy in Indianapolis named Whitey that they that, that they looked at for a while because he was. Twice okay. the size of any Huge hockey guy. player. But back then, hockey was a Canadian sport. Yeah. Okay. And and they didn't want – we had a guy, um, Pete Hughes. He went up to Canada to play. And he was probably one of the best players on our team, but he couldn't make it up there because they didn't want him. They didn't want Americans coming up to Canada to play. Well, what about the other – the uh, Detroit and Boston – they not Canadian. Oh, the, okay. Most, yeah, most, there, I were, see. there were very few, if any, Americans back then. Yeah. I don't okay. know. There might have been one somewhere, but but they were all Canadian guys. Yeah, I remember in the 80s, uh, my team is, my NHL team I root for is the St. Louis Blues. 
And uh, I remember when Rick Wilson, he was a kid from Long Beach when he broke into the league. It was, that was a huge deal, you know. And now, you know, we have a yeah. Now they got, got all, all kinds over. of Americans. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and even college hockey right now is really big. Yeah. I mean, if you ever go up to Miami University to see a game, it is a fun, fun night. Unless you're the referee, those kids can, <laughs> those fun, kids can fly. Fun. Wow. Is is yeah? That's what they say about you know. I guess with all sports, that's true. If people get bigger and and bigger, and you know, basketball, football, baseball. So when you see hockey these days, are you amazed at you know some of the things that that they can do now? And I'm just, amazed how fast they are, and that and how big they are. Yeah, and I was okay playing hockey back then. I wasn't big. It wasn't really big. But yeah. not big enough, but. I mean, would you guys weigh like 170, 180 at the mm-hmm. most? And, and Whitey was an exception in Indianapolis. But I could play at 140 pounds, and I was okay. Wow. I didn't terrorize too many people. <laughs> wow. So, so did you guys wear helmets, or what was no, the no, – uh, No helmets, and nothing. Only didn't I started coaching at kids after I quit playing. And uh, I, I went out on the ice one night. I was going to help this guy. <laughs> And I didn't have didn't have a helmet, and, it, and the guy, the manager from the rink, came over and said, "Sir, you you can't you can't uh, be out there without a helmet on." <laughs> I said, "What the hell? In the hell, I'm going to get a helmet?" <laughs> but I found one, and and yeah, things have really changed. You know, we our, never goal, wore... our goalie didn't wear a mask, and he wore glasses when Buddy was when Buddy was playing. He wore glasses, and he did not wear a mask. mask. And later wow. on, he got he came up with something, but up for years he didn't wear anything. Did he have right. any teeth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I played goalie for a while. The guy shot the puck, and if I would have stayed there, it would have hit me in the mask, but I threw my head back, and it hit me right in the Ooh. throat. Severed yeah. my larynx. They had to go in and wire it back together. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. I remember that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did, were you, did you guys work for or were close to any of the other teams that came to town after the Mohawks? But the Mo, the IHL Mohawks left in what, 58? I worked I worked for every hockey team that was here in Cincinnati. I was either a, a scorer or I okay. did something, worked in the penalty boxes, and um, for every team that was here in Cincinnati. Yeah, when those teams came to town, they came to somebody that knew, uh, not me, or but they knew about that, because we all knew how to do hockey games, and they, so they said oh. that's where they look for their minor officials. Yeah, Terry okay. Slater was the coach of the one team that came here. And yeah. he had a kid that played hockey, and we kind of coached him. And we coached Muller High School for three years. Yeah, I had Muller High School for three years. Okay. Yeah, that was a and now and now almost every Catholic school in Cincinnati has a hockey team. Yeah, back then there was yeah. the, the only hockey in town was us. Yeah, right. There was no high school. There was no Pee Wee. There was nothing. Right. You wanted to play hockey, you had to grow up and be at least sixteen, I guess, whatever the age was, and try out for the Mohawk, the junior Mohawks. Otherwise, okay. you didn't play. Uh, and near the end, they started peewee hockey and stuff. And that's yeah. when we started refereeing or doing this or doing that and to help them get started. Huh. Well, where I'm from in Cleveland, um, I went to a huge high school at the time in the 80s. Listeners can hear our printer going off. <laughs> we really are in the back room of Hyde Park, kids. Um, <laughs> Mentor. Uh, Mentor, yeah. It was, My wife's but, from Mentor. Really? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Okay. When I was growing up there, it was the largest public high school in the state. Yeah. And, yeah. But still did not have a hockey team. Nope. And the t- other teams in our football conference, like Euclid, I think, had one. Uh, I think Bay Village had one. There's some other at the suburb. We didn't have a hockey rink until the mid-'80s. They built one next door to the high school. Yeah. And then they started a hockey team. So, yeah, hockey still, even though, we, you know, the NHL had grown and we had the WHA for a while after that, it's, you know, it's there's odd. A, there's a lot of hockey teams here in Cincinnati. 
Yeah. You know, Elder and uh, Muller and uh, Xavier. Well, Xavier. they go up to Fairfield and up that way. Those yeah. guys all have Mason. Them. Mason's yeah. got a team. Saint you know, Sycamore has a team. Palawanda has a team. Yeah. I mean, it's that's amazing how it's grown. Yeah. yeah, it's not like Canada where you just go in your so, backyard yeah. and play yeah. on yeah. the lake. Right. Literally, you, yeah. you, you got to go have find frozen facility. water in the winter to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, was that ever a problem? Because like, I didn't grow up here, and uh, growing up in Cleveland, once it snowed in November, October, it pretty much stayed cold until March. And right. since I've lived here since the '90s, it doesn't seem like it stays cold very long. Was that always the case, or if I'm yeah. Like, okay. yeah, if you, oh, wanted, okay. if you wanted to skate outside, and we did yeah. a few times. But it was a few times. If you could grab your skates quick and get your stick okay. and let's go out to Eden Park or let's go out to wherever. We and, got and to then, Sharon Woods. Yeah, Sharon, Sharon Woods. Woods and Wenton Woods, those big lakes. If they ended but a couple of days and it was gone. So Okay. So, the, so you didn't you didn't really learn much out there. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the the uh, pro Mohawks, the minor league team Mohawks, they start in the International League and go to the American Hockey League, or is it the other way around? I can't remember. No, the International Hockey League. Okay. And then, then the American Hockey League, and then they, a lot of them moved right up to the National Hockey League. Okay. And uh, they and they folded. Did they fold or did they move? They folded. Okay. They folded up, yeah. Just not enough 1958. Folks, okay. Not enough folks coming out to watch the games? or Wasn't a very big crowd, no. no. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think that's what hurt later when we tried to get hockey here again, because they said, well, it just doesn't work. You mm-hmm. guys don't come watch it. But when the Swords came here, things really picked up. Yeah. The Swords won the championship that year. In fact, I was on the, I flew up to Buffalo with them and, um, they won the championship in Buffalo. They, they got a lot of crowds uh, down there at the gardens. They, they packed the gardens several times and that's, then they decided to make more money and go downtown and then things just didn't go well down Apparently there. Apparently the Cyclones are doing pretty well attendance wise. Yeah, they um. Well, that was a, a. I wrote about that a couple months ago. The battle for a time, we had two minor league hockey teams in yeah. town, and they both drew about three thousand fans a game, which is really extraordinary when you think about it. Yeah, to two different buildings for you know about four or five years. But getting back to the Swords, the Swords show up because the NHL expands and adds Buffalo, and Buffalo wants to put a team. Well, first in Miami. And the AHL says, no, you can't do that. And then they land in Cincinnati, and it turns out to be a pretty big success. Yeah, yeah it was. And But th- then the guy that owned the gardens thought he could make more money. Well, no, he, he was really the general manager of the team, thought they could make more money down at the Coliseum. And they went to the Coliseum, and they just didn't get the crowds down there. So they played there for a year. Yeah, and, and the gardens was an excellent place. To watch a hockey game from, uh, I, yeah. yeah, there wasn't a bad seat for yeah. for that for that rink, and it just you know now hell now they're tearing the building down. So yeah, it's kind of yeah, kind of sad. sad. See those pictures, and yeah. that's really that's really hurt high school hockey because now that rink's not there, and they had two rinks. They had the two gardens. rinks, yeah. So the the teams, the high school teams, could practice there. Well, now you know they don't they can't practice there. Really yeah, they only got them. two rinks: one at Northland and one at. Uh, What's the other one? Is, is the Dixie Bowl still there? Or they, no, is that, that's, gone. that's gone. That's There's one in Sharonville. My yeah, what, uh, daughter's what? friend used to uh, figure skate there. Um, yeah, it's right Sports off. Plus. Yeah. Sports yeah. Plus. They yeah. had two rinks at Sports Plus. Now, I don't know if they still Yeah, they not. got two rinks, two ice services. Yeah. Right. So, where do the, well, of course, Miami has their own facility. But what are the other, like, what are the high school teams doing? What are the that, They're co- sharing. They're sharing those two rinks. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's those good. guys got to be making some money that own those rinks now because... They're the only two weeks in the in the I'm city. I'm sure with, with Fairfield they could get something toward Miami. 
that used to have a rink up off at, at a Miami branch off Peck up there in Hamilton because I refereed a game a couple of Miamis before they built their new rink. They had they used to go to my to Hamilton, Ohio to play their their college games. It was an open rink with a roof, but seats on the side, but no no it was not indoors. It was just covered. So and then they went ahead and went big time after they got the. We played a couple rink couple games there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, up at Peck Tech. That's what that's what they were calling it when it was Miami's Peck Tech. So <laughs> so the Mohawks leave in in fifty eight. They fold. And what happens to the junior Mohawks? Is that still that's that still we go still, on? We've still going. That's yeah, we're still playing. We were here all the time. Okay, so, so the juniors lasted longer than the uh, yeah, then, then the, 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 the IHO did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so did you guys get crowds? Is family and friends coming out, or did mostly family and friends? I don't know. Well, we, there was there was guys you knew, but the, it, we tried for a while. I know. I don't remember how this all worked, but we brought in groups of orphans and things like that to games. Okay, just so they'd get to see it. But no, I, I what maybe four hundred. Yeah. It's in the annex. Not it's bad. not in the big yeah. building. Okay. We played in the, in the big building a couple times. There was an exhibition game for Dan Young. You know, where he was a radio guy. It's got an article about him in there. But he died unexpectedly, and we played again. Indianapolis came down to play us in an exhibition game, and all the money uh-huh. went to his kids. And the gardens let us play in the big building. That's when Wayne Cunningham went in the Indianapolis locker room <laughs> in between periods. He wasn't dressed. He wasn't playing, but he he used to, he got mad about something. He went right in their locker room. These guys had come down to play a friendly game, <laughs> and Cunningham's in there trying to take the locker room apart. <laughs> no. But was anyway. there a, a, an incident during the first period or something? I don't know. I have no idea what happened. Okay. They told us later. He did. I went in there. And he was mad at somebody that did something, and I have no idea what it was. So. so was fighting a big deal back then, like like it is now? Or you have to ask or, my brother; he knows all about or, that. Yeah. Yeah, was that we, the we, evolution? We yeah, we yeah. had five minutes. It was a five minute fighting penalty, and and uh, I told somebody once. They said, "Well, what happened when you fought?" I said, "Well, if I played twelve, thirteen years, I had three fights." I said, "My brother had one a game or two. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> he led the league in penalties." But so fight, yeah, fighting. It it was it was good hockey. A lot of guys that are playing for us, other than the guys that were here, had come down from Canada or had come from Detroit or Boston, and they had played up there, and they were working down here. Like, this guy came down, was working for Cadillac. Found out we had a team. He comes out. That was Bell. Scotty came down. He was a Marine. He found out we had hockey. He's from Detroit. Marston, all those guys. You know, yeah. and it, so at one point, I know Ohio State, when they were trying to get started, came down and took my brother and Mike Costello. And he took me, even though I was at UC at the time. Those guys were seniors in high school. And they took us up there for a game, sat on the bench and stuff like that. But they weren't near where they are now. It was all beginning. So. Speaking of fighting, I had a guy from Louisville come over and said, I'll take any one of you guys on that want to fight. I jumped up and I hit him and knocked him out. During a game or before a game? Yeah, it was, it was at, there was an intermission. He said, yeah. he said, you know what? I think I picked on the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the guy did that to my brother. The guy skated, skated right at him full speed, and David just hit him like he did. You know, it's right straight in the chin. This guy's down. David jumps on him and goes, boom, boom, and then goes, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he said the guy was out cold. Yeah, that was some fun time. Do you want to fight? You can fight or you can talk about it. You can't do both. So, <laughs> so what's the craziest story, either on or off the ice, connected with the junior Mohawks, either uh, traveling Crazy. As part of the team or on the ice, what what other crazy stories do you guys have? One of the craziest things we had, we had a black guy playing with us. Oh. 
and um, we played in Indianapolis, and we would play after the the IHL games. And um, of course, we'd get done late, and uh, we went to a we went to a restaurant one night, and uh, the black guy went in with us, and uh, the guy pulled him aside and says, "You have to eat in the kitchen," <laughs> and that course we all left but you know wow. and that was that wasn't too many years ago. well it yeah. was a long time ago yeah, yeah. but um but yeah. that's still within your memory i mean you oh, guys still yeah, witnessed yeah. that that's oh, crazy yeah yeah wow i'll never forget that that was really uh in fact he was uh in town t- uh, last summer and i had lunch with him but uh yeah it was um i got in a fight in fort wayne one time and rich mankey who was really a good hockey player but he was not a fighter and he was right in front of the net, and this guy started swinging at Rich, and I stepped in between him, and boy, I popped him right in the nose, and I mean, it really split his nose open, and all the fans started yelling, get that <laughs> out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when you're out in your day-to-day life, I guess, and you can, you can take care of yourself on the ice, do you have more confidence? You could take care of yourself if you ever found yourself in a situation where... Oh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. No, it's cool. And then I got on the police department, and I knew I had to take care of myself. Yeah, you know, wasn't named two ways no, about it. <laughs> funny, when I started teaching, that was '69, and I was a pretty rough school over in the east side, over near UC. So one day, I said we were playing at home. I told these guys the week before. I took the four guys that were the biggest. They were all sixth grade, so they weren't that big. But these were the guys that everybody listened to. And I said, "You guys ever been to a hockey game?" They said, "No." I said, "Well, I'm taking you." And that's the only time in all the years I played, I went looking for trouble. I went out and I hit some guy and then we started pushing and shoving. It didn't turn. So they got back to school and these guys spread the word. No, no, he's nuts. Don't. He's trying to pull his sweater off when you're fighting like this. He's crazy and his brother's crazier. So just, I said, that's fine. You there you go. Tell anybody you want. That's good. So, so it was a teaching tool. <laughs> so how long did the junior Mohawks last? Into the 70s. I'm trying to, I don't know the last I year. Know, I don't know the last year either. I played, when, when not I, all of us, the year they, right before, I, I quit the year before they folded. And I was, then I refereed, I started refereeing. So I did some of their games, but then I think the year after that, they were gone. And there were games over at Dixie Bowl over in the, in Kentucky then. They weren't all at, I don't even know if we were still playing at the gardens. I don't I think, think any of us after, were playing after we After we, uh, they, we still had teams here made up and uh, of a lot of the guys that were on the Mohawks and yeah. then a lot of new guys that came in. They had a, a amateur league in there at the, at the gardens and they played mostly in the annex. Yeah. But uh, that lasted, that lasted a long time. Yeah. Cause I would, I got married somewhere in the middle of, so into the later seventies, they were, that was a house league, a Monday night house league had four teams okay. and we were divided into basically into like four groups to separate us. So we weren't all on one team. And then they drafted, these guys, they they took it pretty seriously, but I, and there was a lot of good hockey, and there were some guys learning to play, so it was a mixture of, of everything. Did anybody have designs on maybe moving up to the minors and then to the pros, or did were people not from that league? Okay, yeah. so strictly yeah. yeah. okay. that was that was us had played long enough, and we were still playing for fun. Okay, because yeah. I had interviewed the uh, we used to have an indoor football team in town, one of several. They were called I think they were called the. Marshals. They came here from Texas. And I was interviewing the coach, and he said half the team are guys that are trying to just they, they want to get film of themselves playing so they can either go to the Arena League or even maybe even yeah. the CFL or the Pro. And the other half are guys that just cannot imagine not playing. And they just don't want to play. And is that basically what was for the Junior Mohawks? Is guys yeah. Just I want to play so. organized hockey? Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. But I, well, I went into Don and I went into coaching, and we coached. Uh, we coached. I coached my son uh, from the time he was a peewee till he was in high school. He's now a judge downtown. Yeah, he's a judge at <laughs> yeah, Hamilton if you need County. Judge. Oh, well. <laughs> I did last week. <laughs> but, um, so um, yeah, I, I was like I said, I was involved with hockey for long time, long, yeah. long time. Yeah. And I the quit. police department came to me and said, "Hey, we suggest you quit because if you get injured, we cannot carry oh. you." So I quit for two years, and I coached the Mohawk Junior yeah. Mohawks then. And then uh, I said, "To hell with it! I'm going back playing." <laughs> so I went back for a couple no, more I years because I, I interviewed for a job teaching, and it was on there that I had played this guy. And he said, "Well, how do you reconcile being crazy and all that stuff you guys do, and then walking in with a bunch of kids and teaching?" I said, "There's, there's no connection." But I lost that job. That it, that that was the part of the interview. The guy said, "No, we we can't." Can't take a hockey player. Huh. And I'd already, I was already teaching for Cincinnati. I had one year in and I was looking at Montgomery at a school. And the guy said, no. He said, I I just can't be sure you're not going to, what am I going to do? Grab a kid and pull his shirt off? (laughs) You know. Yeah. No, I, I, so I, you know, I thought it would be a good thing to put on your resume. And this guy's going, oh, no. (laughs) No, no, no. That's strange. We don't want one. I said, that's fine. I stayed in Cincinnati 40 years. I was fine. I didn't. (laughs) So, Don, did you have any other jobs with any of the other teams, either? Part time or anything like the the swords or no, I didn't, did I? Mm-hmm. Well, although you know, we, I was I worked with Andy McWilliams on the, on the okay, uh, yeah. You know, I kept score for him. Oh, that's right, he did the Stingers games, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I did not know that till just recently. Yeah. I used to write for the Burbank show, and when I go for sports or consequences, Andy was always the you know he was always the big brain of the of the operation, and I didn't realize it was recently that he called Stingers games. Is yeah. is that is that Andy McWilliams? Is that Andy Mack? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Because after I left the police department, I became a bailiff, and I worked for Mike Allen, and now Mike Allen is on the radio all the time on WLW okay. doing doing the show, and when he talks about Andy Mack, gosh, we yeah. were we were really close to. Him. I didn't know that that was the Andy McWilliams because I'm going to talk to uh, Mike about. Asking him about him because uh, I really like Andy. He was a he was yeah. a neat guy. Yeah, he used to had all the throat trouble and had to yeah 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 yeah. That was that he used to do Xavier basketball games uh, as mm-hmm. well. And mm-hmm. I only found out he did the Stingers games because I was researching a blog post for our blog about hockey, about the Mighty Ducks and the Cyclones, and stumbled across an old Stingers audio of him calling a game. In fact, I remember. I'm wearing my Crusader shirt today, for those who can't see. Available at OldSchoolShirts.com, gang, in the <laughs> Cleveland section. But I remember uh, driving around the car in Cleveland with my dad. We were listening to the Crusaders game, and they beat the Stingers to go into the playoffs. And I guess it would have been 74, 75. But did you work for the Stingers as well then? You said you worked yeah, for... I was, yeah, I was a goal judge. Okay. Well, I, I was. I worked the scorer's table. Okay. Yeah, my brother was in the penalty box, and a bunch of guys were up in the in the press, press box, box keeping yeah. stats and stuff. So yeah, we, we had a whole bunch of guys. I said that's one of the, they came came to us and said, you, you know, we need guys to work. Does anybody want to do it? So that's how it started. God, I remember when the the Russians came here to play the the Stingers, and uh, I was in the penalty box, and one <laughs> of those Russian guys came in with a. I was in the visiting team penalty box. God, did he stink. Oh, his equipment was terrible. They claim that in Russia, they don't have washers and dryers. That the way they do their, and, and most guys in, that wear ho- hockey equipment wear long underwear, suits of long yeah. underwear. They put their long underwear on the shower head and turn the shower on. That's how they clean their underwear. Oh, great. 
man. Yeah. <laughs> some of the, some of those bags can get really bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get stuff out yeah that was so how did that come about though? How did the Russians end up playing the Cincinnati Stingers? I mean, the Russians were touring the country and they were playing different teams. And that was just, I didn't, they just got different exhibitions. Of, yeah. They just, just said, an exhibition game. Yeah. It was all pre Olympic type stuff. And, but they were playing our pro teams with their, well, it was their only team right then. I mean, their national team. So I think they, one of either it was the Russians or maybe it was a, a European team actually was part of the WHA. They scheduled them for a season. I'll have to go back and look that up. Yeah, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you guys know on the other side. If, yeah, I, don't <laughs> I don't remember that one. I, don't, I, don't remember that. I think so. Maybe maybe it was a, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll let you guys know on the other side. But back to the Swords and Stingers, similar situation we had in Cleveland. We had an AHL team. As soon as the WHA announces they're coming to town, the uh, AHL team leaves because they don't want to face the competition. Of the, so did the, the, the Stingers seem to be the more beloved of the two, even though people used to love the Swords. How did did people just adopt the stingers easily, or did? Yeah, I think so. In fact, somebody yeah. called me uh, a couple months ago and said, because I always was working with the team. He said, "Hey, do you have any stingers? Do you have any stingers jerseys?" And I said, "No." Why? He said, uh, "They're going for two thousand dollars." Wow! Oh, the guy that used to broadcast, uh, his son. I called him right away because oh, he. Kevin, yeah. Yeah, Bob was his Bob, his dad. Kevin, yeah. Kevin was yeah. Yeah, and and I called him. I said, "Hey, do you have any Stingers jerseys?" I said, "I'll buy it from you for two hundred dollars, fifty bucks." But he didn't have any. Yeah, what I was told one day, I had a guy come to my front door one day. He wanted to know if I had any old Mohawk stuff because a buddy of mine that used to go to the games had told him that I, he was in a sporting goods store and he said, "Well, Chamberlain's got a whole bunch of stuff that he played with." So this guy shows up at my door and says, "Bob told me this and." He said, I said, well, I had our jersey that was red, white, mm-hmm. and blue that we were, we'd already gone to another jersey by then, but I had my old one. And that was an, that was a pro jersey handed down to us. So it was, a, but it wasn't the original one. It was later on, not, not the dark blue that this. So anyway, this guy looks at this shirt and he goes, you want to sell it? And I thought, okay, I got another one. I, yeah, I'll sell it. He said, how much you want for it? I said, now this was 15, 20 years ago. I don't know. He said, I said, 75 bucks. He goes, here. I went, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Probably could have got more. Oh, could have got, yeah. So he took that. This is when it went to the gardens. This guy was a bartender at the gardens, but he collected memorabilia. And I worked with some guys at the Hall of Fame down there that knew him. He said, yeah, he's got all kinds. So he put it up in, they had that bar with the room, like a a museum there. And supposedly, and because I never got in there, the jersey that was hanging up in there was mine from the old Mohawks. Oh. And I so then so then they figure they're going to tear the place down. So I called Tony. Tony calls a guy that had the shirt. And he says, "Bruce wants his shirt back. How much you want for it?" I'm sure I was going to get ripped and everything, but he said, "Oh man," he said, "somebody broke in there a couple months ago and stole all that stuff." Oh, wow! Really? So I have to go to hockey games now and look for my shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but he, he said he said now this guy's not all above board. He said he's probably got it in his garage and he collected insurance on it. <laughs> I said okay, never mind. But they had they had down at the gardens they had a thing up on the second floor with all a lot of the hockey stuff. That on was there. it. That's where yeah. it was supposed to have been. Uh-huh. But I never got when I went there. It was closed. I never got some in. lady took. Got a bunch of pictures of the hockey team, of the Mohawks junior team. And she called me, and I met her at a chicken on the run. And she <laughs> showed me all these pictures, and I she gave them to me. But uh, they were brought back a lot of memorabilia. Wow. 
Yeah, I would say anecdotally, the Stingers are probably our most popular hockey team apparel well, wise. People but were then, looking for the major league, and that was supposed yeah, to be major league. Exactly. And, yeah, and, yeah. And then you got Bobby Hull coming to town, and Gordy Howe, Howe coming to town, yeah. and Gretzky. You know, hockey was starting to build up with these younger guys. Yeah. We had Melrose here. People didn't even think about it when Barry Melrose was here. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, was young. Stinger. He didn't even play much. Mm. Yeah. Oh. He married. He married a um, one of this honey beers. They when the Stingers first started, they had a bunch of girl cheerleaders. And uh, he married one of them. Oh, wow. In, in fact, Don and I in, uh, went to the um, National League All-Star Game in Boston, and uh, they were having a outing on a sub, on a um, aircraft carrier. And um, Don and I were walking up the stairs, and there's Barry Melrose. And he looked over. He said, what the hell are you two guys doing here? <laughs> he said, me, me. He said, turn around and come down. And he said, I want to talk to you. So we talked to him for a while. Good guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking, you were saying how you know people wanted the the, the pro team, so people pr- were pretty savvy hockey fans in town. You know, they knew. I think the ones that were here, yeah, yeah. we had the guys that watched us. If there was five hundred of them, but they knew the game, they knew, okay. they knew, and so they'd come because it was the only thing they could see. I mean, they, they were going to come to a game. So let me ask you this, and, and you, you kept because you guys just missed this: the NHL doubles in size in '67, and then in '72 we get the WHA, and that's another eight teams. So that. Brings up people up to the minors. Do you think that would have you know helped you or the guys you played with get a play at a higher level had that happened sooner? Maybe. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't doubt anything like that because I, I gear and like every other kid. When I grew up, I was going to be a professional baseball player. Okay. And I was good. I mean, I was little, but I was good. Well, back then, if you took one year after high school in baseball, you were too old. They didn't care. But all of a sudden, that's eight teams, or 16, now it's 32. There's guys playing now that I guarantee you that if it was hockey, they could have played with them. If it was baseball, I could have played with them. Things like that. But, oh, at least you can think that. You don't have, you know, if yeah. I'm wrong, so what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Messier started his career I was going to say, yeah, mm-hmm. that was the guy I was trying and, to think and, of, and people uh, don't know that. Floyd Smith was the coach, and I went in the dressing room, and this kid come out from the shower room, and I God, he had a pair of shoulders on him and a pair of, and I said to Smitty, Smitty, who in the hell is this guy? He says he's an under underage draft choice. Yeah. And Messier didn't score one goal that year. And he he they had well, the one good goal they the guys in the room, because we used to go in the room afterwards. He he came down the ice and the whole left side of the net was open and he missed the net and the guys just rode the hell out of him about that. But boy, he was and and um, Floyd said, uh, oh, "Go over there." They had tables set up with all the new equipment, and he said, "Hey, son, go on over and pick out what you want." And Messier looked at him and says, "Are you are you kidding, Coach?" He says, "No." He says, uh, "Go get whatever you want." And Messier thought that was really great. That, and the helmet he had had tape, had friction tape all around it. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the pros. And boy, he was, yeah. a, he was a monster. All right, so I found it. I knew I wasn't crazy. In the last two seasons of the WHA, Czechoslovakia, they only played eight games, though, but they were scheduled in as part of the league games. Huh. And so were the Soviet All-Stars. So the last oh, really? two seasons, they, so that's how they wound up playing okay. against huh. the other WA. Not all of them. I, I, Amazing they maybe what played. we remember, and it's not right. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe. Sure it, is. it looks like they played one game against each team in the WHA. What year was that? 70, 
77, 78, and then 78, 79, which was, which was the final season for the league. Yeah, it. yeah, 79 was the last season of the league. So it looks like they just played one game against each of the surviving WHA I don't teams. I was, was a goal it. judge, but I don't remember the checks unless, no, we couldn't have gone to play them. They had to come play us. Yeah. I don't remember that. I remember well, like the I said, they toured. They were on part of a tour, so that was probably what the tour was. Yeah. They played each team once. So did you work for the Tigers at all? They, they were only around for no. a season. No. Okay. No, we didn't. And then uh, we're without hockey until the 90s. And uh, when I was talking about the Stingers being our most popular apparel-wise at the at Cincy Shirts, uh, that's for people of a certain age. The younger folks, mm-hmm. like our Andrew, who works here in the Hyde Park store, his favorite team was the Mighty Ducks. So I guess yeah. if, yeah. So, yeah. Um, What's uh? What do you think the state of hockey is overall in Cincinnati? Could we support a pro team? You think? No, no, no. Not enough fans. You've got right now. You've got we've got some pro teams, and then we've got soccer trying to take everybody right now. So I don't know that there would be enough interest or anything. I'd like to see it. (laughs) Yeah, I sure would too. Surprising how many high school teams we got here. Yeah, you've got kids playing, but you don't have the people like soccer that are pushing. Oh, hey, we can do this, and it's just. uh, yeah, Cincinnati youth soccer is one of the largest, uh, yeah. you know, in the in the country. Well, they claim so that's going to totally be sense. The, the biggest uh, sport in the next couple of years because of the concussions that they they don't suffer yeah. compared to yeah, yeah. football and that. I yeah. believe it. Yeah. yeah, well, even hockey a little bit. There's some controversy, but it seems like hockey you can fix. I mean, do you, do you think that's the case, or is it just still too rough? I mean, even with, take back out the fighting, just hitting the boards and everything, is it is it still, can you make hockey safe? Because football doesn't seem like you can save. Well, you, I mean, do you figure how many times all of us got hit over 10 or 12 years, and, and 99% of the time you're fine, you bounce off the boards yeah. and you keep skating. But if you get hit the wrong way, well, yeah, you can get hurt. Knees go out and ankles and, and shoulders. And, I mean, these guys are just so big, we were saying, so big and so fast now. That the it's like football or anything else. It's it, everything's magnified by the size and the speed of the people. And if you notice, most most hits are glancing blows. Yeah, yeah that's what there, it seems once like. Once in a while, you'll see one head on, and mm-hmm. you know that. But most of them are glancing blows, you know, and watch, I think that's what saves you. Yeah, I watched the game the other night, and, they, and they're keeping track. Of whoever was playing, it was the Blue Jackets, and whoever they were playing that night, and, and it, the guys keep track of who how many hits. And it's if you just hit the guy easy, that's got to be a good solid hit. Well, there aren't that many, you know, and you very seldom get hit in open ice. Yeah, and they're trying to take fighting out of hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Europeans don't fight much at all. That was a big adjustment that they had to make when they came yeah. in the eighties. The first remark they would make was like, "There's no fighting in Europe, or hardly any." But most yeah. of the most of the injuries aren't from the fights. Right. They're, yeah. You know, you don't yeah. get hit that. I mean, you grab and you scramble around trying to hit the guy. Every now and then somebody lands one. Yeah. <laughs> but that's an exception. You say, oh, boy, he got clean. <laughs> so is the game more graceful now? You, uh, and I, is, I think they're a lot faster. Yeah. And, they're bigger, faster. What amazes me is watching the passing. The, you know, just to think about this guy does this, and it's right on this guy's stick at full speed going down here, and this guy passes it right back over there. And then some defenseman cleans them out. So it's, it's a, but I, I, to me, the passing and the speed of the game is, is way ahead of where it was. And yeah. do you think the international players have had a kind of a hand I in that so. because of, yeah. okay, yeah. interesting. Because yeah. that's all they, they did from yeah. the time, you know, all the growing up. But I tell you, Miami University, they're something to watch. They really have some good hockey players up there. Those kids can fly. Huh. Yeah. 
So do you guys mostly follow college hockey now or yeah. pro hockey? Yeah. Or do you, do you follow I still watch the Blue Jackets okay. every, yeah. every time now they're on television. Cable, you can get the game before. I mean, but you look at our newspaper, well, I don't even get any, but there's nothing in there. Yeah. There's nothing, you can't follow it. You go online. You can yeah. Do that. it, That's yeah, because if, it, if they play Friday or they play Thursday, you get it to the results Saturday in yeah. the Enquirer now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's well, with any sport? I picked up the USA Today the other day, and like a nine o'clock NBA game. Uh, late, late. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. you look at the. You couldn't stay up really. <laughs> yeah. Give me the Cavs box score. Well, that's the thing that you you buy the inquiry. Look at sorry, every other section's USA Today. It's not so you're getting it, the yeah, same. You're yeah. getting the same paper yeah. no matter what. So yeah. our sports, they've got. They don't even have the National League on top. They've got it down here in Cincinnati. I don't. There's something wrong because it's USA Today. It's not. Not us. Yeah. But, I mean, the Blue Jackets are doing well, and judging from the colleges, the hockey can still stay a pretty well, healthy Blue game. Jackets are doing very well in yeah. Columbus. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're making some money up there now. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a, it's a, they got a great coach, and, and uh, they've picked up some decent players, too. But uh, And their goaltender is probably the finest goaltender in the league. So hockey's in a pretty healthy shape, you think? Good. Seems I to be. Don't many. That, I don't know. You talk well, to people; they don't know much about it, but it seems like it's going well. So, and if you read the stats, Nevada, uh, Las Vegas just picked up a team this year. Yeah. My God, they're drawing like crazy, they're and they right. say that and everybody <laughs> and everybody everybody in Las Vegas is wearing their shirts. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like you say, they're for a first year team to be doing what they're doing is is unbelievable. Well, they're winning too. Huh? Is the thing they're like a oh, third yeah. place. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's not like this yeah. is expansion hockey. This is yeah. this is good hockey. Yeah, whoever put that team together knew what they were doing. Yeah, definitely. And well, I was talking to a guy that works for Caesars out there, and he said the most interesting thing about that team is the fact that it's bringing people that live in Las Vegas to the Strip because people that live in Las Vegas, of course, don't rarely go to the Strip, but they're coming now to see the hockey team. Maybe we'll be you know coming to see the football team soon if that all works out. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Well, great, guys. Well, at the end of every episode, we uh, invite the guests to pick a coupon code. And, Darren, you want to explain how that works? You? <laughs> yeah, so basically just we're looking for a word or a phrase, and then people uh, listening to this podcast can go to cincyshirts.com, and they can save 20% on their whole order until our next uh, podcast is released. So, yeah, so we'll let that up, uh, leave that up to you guys, uh, whatever you want that that word or phrase to be. Mohawks. Go with the audience. Mohawks. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say a team just, thing. Just but Mohawks. Other than that. Yeah. Mohawks. Yeah. Mohawks. All right. Well, there, there it is. We didn't want to prejudice the jury, but that's there. All right. Great. <laughs> so you guys can go and get uh, 20% off at Cincy Shirts. And uh, and I will ask us as I ask at the end of every episode, Darren, good at old school shirts too, because we have lots of uh, WHA shirts on the old school shirts site, Philadelphia Blazers, uh, Cleveland Crusaders. So. You know. Chicago Cougars. All right, great. All right, gang. Well, that's it. Uh, thanks for coming out today, fellas. No problem. And no. joining us. And uh, again, thanks for joining us, fellas. Okay. No all right. Problem. Awesome. Weekend Mohawk is all the rage. Gotta show them a line. Another ride in a cage. When I rock the weekend Mohawk, they'll come on. They got to cut it off. Friday
Ron Kissinger, Don Kissinger, and Bruce Chamberlain, former members of the semi-pro Cincinnati Mohawks. Uh, we turned off the mics, and then they proceeded to tell us some really cool stories about the old Cincinnati Gardens, including one about Bruce sneaking into the gardens for the Beatles concert in 1964. So, anyway, that was p- pretty much the story, but it was still pretty cool to hear him tell it. Today's show was produced by me, with some help from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia. You can find them on Facebook, and of course you can find that song on iTunes or wherever else you get your music. Find Vintage Tees from Philadelphia and other great cities like Cleveland, Louisville, Pittsburgh, Seattle, and more at OldSchoolShirts.com. And of course, Cincy Shirts is online at CincyShirts.com. In case you missed it, the promo code for this episode is Mohawks, all one word of course, and that is good at both CincyShirts.com as well as OldSchoolShirts.com. And if you're a hockey history buff, we have vintage shirts from many defunct hockey teams around the country, so check those out at OldSchoolShirts.com. I know we have the Cleveland Crusaders, uh, we have, let me see, uh, the Kansas City Blades, so just check them out city by city, and you'll find them all there, and you can use the uh, the promo code there and save yourself some money. If you're in the Cincinnati area, stop by one of our stores. We are in Over the Rhine at Main and Liberty, but we're moving down the street at the beginning of April to 12th and Main, so uh, keep an eye out on that at our website, CincyShirts.com, we'll keep you posted. And let me see... Uh, what else is there? Uh, we also are in Hyde Park Observatory, of course, a block from the square. And the Loveland store is coming soon, hopefully mid-May. Uh, other than that, download or stream us next time. Bye. Bye.